This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Good afternoon, Grey Power, Hastington District and Radio Kidnappers listeners. This afternoon, Ron Wilkins, President, will be talking to Sandra Hazelhurst, our wonderful Mayor of Hastings District Council, and we're going to be discussing that horrible thing that the government's trying to push through, the three waters. Good afternoon, Sandra. Can you just tell our listeners, what is three waters? Good afternoon, Ron, and our listeners at Radio Kidnappers. Uh, well, the three waters is drinking water, wastewater and stormwater. And at the moment and forever, councils have been delivering the three waters and the government's reform proposal is that we will be part of an entity of four entities across New Zealand uh, with one million people and 21 councils. So that will be the change uh, for uh, the proposed government reform model. Right. Now that you've explained that, um, I know that um, a couple of years back we had a catastrophe in the Havelock North Water Supply and the council has done a wonderful job. Can you just explain to our listeners uh, what you have done or what the council have done and um, the up, on, on upgrading and the amount of money that you have spent on doing that? So in 2016, the, uh, the Havelock North Water Crisis was the beginning of change and reform. Uh, we had a government inquiry following the Havelock North Water Crisis, and out of that inquiry, uh, government um, ha- was advised by the inquiry panel to change the way we were delivering waters. Since then, we have spent $82 million of our ratepayers' money on new assets for safe drinking water across uh, all our seven small communities and our two town centres, Havelock North and Flagsmere, and our city centre of Hastings. So that's upgrading, UV treatment, uh, all sorts of filtration, chlorination uh, and new infrastructure for safe drinking water across the Hastings district. It's been a four-year strategy. It's been an enormous process uh, and that has been... Um, successfully delivered to our community. Our ratepayers have invested in new water infrastructure assets for our community. Now, I know this will have a big effect if the government's idea goes ahead. What effect would this have on uh, people paying rates? So the entity, and Hawke's Bay is under Entity C, uh, the entity would... um, charge our our members, our ratepayers and taxpayers a water levy uh, for delivering the three waters. Um, we're really concerned about the modelling of the three waters. Uh, they have identified it will be $1.9 billion over 30 years to spend on water infrastructure assets, and that's about $60 million per year. And our question in our submission to the government was, what would that be? Because... If we've spent $82 million upgrading all of our safe drinking water, what would the $60 million for 30 years be spent on? And the modelling, we don't have trust and confidence in. Right. Now, um, if 
we get our way and and we don't go ahead with that, will the water rates uh, increase still in Hastings for the money that you've been the council have been spending? So at the moment, our ratepayers pay eight hundred and ten dollars per year for the three waters rates, and we in our long term plan are predicting fifteen hundred dollars a year in ten years time. The government's model is saying that our our customers would be spending $1,200 a year um, if it was an entity C model. But what's most important to our community is, is yes, the uh, the affordability of the three waters, but also the asset ownership and also the accountability. So if you have, for example, a situation where you have a burst pipe in your road, uh, how will that entity be accountable to you as the investors in that entity? So accountability is really important. At the moment, if your council isn't delivering the three waters well enough, you can hold us to account and you can say, hey, you know, you guys, you need to sort this out and do a better job. Uh, our, the, our issue is that likely a million people in 21 councils, who's actually going to be responsible? Who owns that entity? And how are we going to make sure that we're accountable? Also getting that local voice. I heard the other day somebody in town had a um, a burst pipe and they couldn't get access to make their coffees in their cafe. And so they rang up the council and within 10 minutes the council was down there uh, fixing up that water pipe and making sure that their coffee machine was working for the lunch hour. Now, how we deliver that in the future and how we manage you know, that service of delivery um, is a big question for, for our ratepayers. And, and so getting that local voice and how we're going to deliver the three waters is really important to our community. Excellent. Now, um, you mentioned when um, m- myself and my committee met up with you uh, earlier in the month, about a situation where a person um, out in the country is servicing another part of their property with the water that um, they have to be um, licensed, was it? Or So the Drinking Water Services Bill has come in that if you are a supplier to other parts on your property, so you may have a, a neighbouring house or an, a, an outhouse, then you are a drinking water supplier. And in order to do that, you'll have to meet the regulations under the Act to be a supplier. So that is, um, that's probably 10,000 people in, in Hawke's Bay that, that could be affected. And so our community is very nervous about uh, that supplier title under the Act and what that's going to be required and for them to do in their investment so a lot of our farming community will have a separate house on their land uh, that they supply water to. Well, they will be considered a supplier, and then they'll have to meet the new requirements under the Act. So just to clarify that, at the moment, that does not apply to those farmers at the moment. No, no, that's So that's something new. there that uh, you listeners out there should really think about, and um, that's why I have Sandra here this afternoon talking to you all. So please listen and take it on board. Now, Sandra, um, our national president, Jan Pentecost, wants all 73 Grey Power Associations to liaise with our mayors. And I see Matamata uh, Grey Power have already got on the ball and have obtained 2,000 signatures. Uh, 
I, you know, what do you think of that? Do you think uh, that would be a good idea if Hastings Grey Power got onto the Act and did that um, uh, in February of 2022? I think it's really important that um, our community has their voice and that the government listens to their voice. This is something that we have to get right, not just for us today but for future generations, how we deliver and manage our, our three waters in the future. And we know that status quo isn't an option because small councils like in our region, like Wairau and Central Hawke's Bay, they need wastewater treatment plants which come at a cost of about $80 million. And so we need to have that affordability aspect of being able to deliver safely the three waters. And we want to see a different model and partnership that we can deliver. And Hawke's Bay, our region, has been working for the last two years on a model, and and it's a Hawke's Bay Three Waters model, and that model uh, is uh, can um, very, very credibly and satisfactorily service our region. So it's the two large councils of Hastings and Napier looking after the smaller councils, Wairau and Central, and it's an aggregated model, just like the government model is, uh, when we can affordably deliver the Three Waters as Hawke's Bay. The accountability would stay within the in the region, the asset ownership would stay within the region and the local voice would stay within the region. So last uh, two weeks ago I presented that with Mayor Alex Walker to the government working group to show them we have an effective model that we would like to see for our region. Uh, we'll see how we get on with that, but we made a very, very strong case. Uh, we presented the facts to the government working group and they said it was a very, very good presentation. So we're doing our best to try and present a model that is going to work for us in Hawke's Bay. So at the moment, I believe there that the government now has sort of forestalled it until March 2022. Is that correct? So they, uh, so the government was going to release the draft legislation prior to Christmas and they have postponed that until March 22 and they have agreed to listen to the government working group and that's what's really important. We need to get the community's voice heard. There will be a select committee process for our community to have their say and we need our community on board to make sure that they get that message across to the government about what is going to work for us as a region. So the bottom line there, Sandra, is it looks as though that if Grey Power Nationwide got in February and March and got a petition and got it to the council to take before the the, uh, select committee in Wellington, it would bear more weight than holding a referendum at the next local body election. So a referendum... um Uh, is a a difficult, uh, because it can't be binding. So you could invest in a referendum at a local government election, but it's not binding because it it can't override a government legislation. So I think the petition, the community's voice, is what our MPs need to hear and what our ministers need to hear, Minister Mahuta and the Prime Minister and Minister Grant Robertson, to say, you know, what is going to work for your community? This is about localism. This is about... Um, affordability, accountability and a local voice and that's what's so important to our community Good, thank you for that Sandra Now um, I know that if the government get their way then we will be having water meters Um, Will your idea um, with the Hawke's Bay model would that then 
create water meters in the future or would we still go on as we are at present? So water meter technology is changing all the time and we um, install water meters now in all our new subdivisions. So uh, so eventually that um, will come down to affordability. Like five years ago when everybody looked at water meters, it was going to cost us about $20 million and we thought, no, we'll get on and invest in water assets and not water meters. But, you know, water is our tonga, it is our lifeblood of our community, it grows our crops and it... And it and, nourishes our people and and it's a scarce resource so we have to lift the value of water for people to realize the importance of it and I think water meters is something with new technology that will come and take effect and that people will take more notice of how much water they're using just like Auckland does every day uh, and and you know just noticing the change of when we put restrictions on in the summer people do manage very well uh, to reduce their water use and be respectful of you know how much water they use. So I think water meters is probably inevitable in the future. I don't. I think it's it will become with the new technology um, computers. It will become very very affordable. And I think that to be able to. And I don't think people will be charged on the amount of water they used, but. I think just to, for people to acknowledge how much water they are using is really, really important. All right. Now, just to um, f- finish off, can you just uh, enlighten our listeners on anything else that you feel that they should know uh, to help them make a decision when Grey Power uh, gets out there to get people to sign the petition in early February? Well, in Hastings, we're in a very unique position, and as a region, we have done an awful amount of work to uh, look at a different model, and I think that's where we are. Uh, we have shown real strong leadership here in, in, our, in Hawke's Bay uh, to you know, make sure that everybody understands what, and particularly the government, what model would work for us. Uh, what's really, really important is that uh, if we have about $1.2 billion worth of three waters assets... That's going to be transferred to the to the entity, and a lot of our community are very very concerned about the the assets that they've paid for over many many years, but in all the waters, not just safe drinking water, but you know the uh, East Clive uh, wastewater treatment plant. Um, there's about forty five million dollars been spent in that, and that's an amazing plant. Um, and we've worked with our iwi partners on making sure that whatever goes out into the ocean is, a, is as clear as a glass of water in that plant. And when we have our open day, if anyone wants to come out and visit, it's an, a fascinating to see you know, how we take waste and what we put, actually put out to sea is a clear, like a clear glass of water. So these assets are really important to our community. All of them would be just transferred into an entity. They'd come off our balance sheet. Uh, and just go into the new entity. And that is probably the biggest concern I've heard from the feedback that we've had from our submitters so far. And when we presented the government model to our community, we had 800 submissions in Hastings, about the same amount in Napier, so so 2,000 submissions across Hawke's Bay. And, 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 And the themes are all the same, accountability, asset ownership, and a local voice. And so I think it's really important that the government addresses the governance model and make sure that we can get a local voice into how we do this and 
how we manage those assets for the future, how we look after them, how we make sure that Hawke's Bay and Hastings uh, gets the upgrade. So if we're going to put a new subdivision of houses, uh, for example, like we are at the moment in Flaxmere, how do we make sure that our growth is a priority for the entity to invest in infrastructure for the three waters so we can get on and build these houses? That's my biggest concern, is how Hastings will be a priority in the uh, entity with 21 other councils, and that's a real concern for me. Now, you've just mentioned 21 other councils. Are they all uh, against the government's three-water uh, deal? or uh, No, you... no, they're not all against. There's, so there's um, some councils that have said that they uh, actually can't afford to upgrade their water, their three-waters, and they, the only way that they can see... Uh, for example, that they're going to need, you know, a quarter billion dollar wastewater treatment plant is to have a different model. Um, they, their balance sheets for some councils cannot borrow any more funding, uh, and and so that's why they support the government's recommendation of being part of a water entity, three waters entity. But for us in Hawke's Bay, we have done all that work. We understand that our balance sheets, we can borrow money to uh, affordably uh, pay for our three waters across Hastings, Napier, Wairo and Central and Central Hawke's Bay and that's the model that we see would work best for us. Rightio. Thank you very much uh, Sandra for coming along and uh, giving our listeners um, an idea what it is um, about and hopefully uh, we should um, come up with uh, three or four thousand signatures come February 2022. Thank you very much, Ron. I think that petition is really important to get into the um, to the the uh, government process, um, and so we can get that those support from our community into that process. So uh, I would like to think that everyone would have their say on this. Um, as you can hear, we're very passionate about this. We've been through a water crisis. We know how important this is for our community, and we want to have the best model for our future generations. Right. You've got nothing further to add, Sandra? Uh, this is, as I say, it's a very, very important matter. Um, out of all the infrastructure and all the other services, 44 services that councils around New Zealand look after, um, Three Waters is one of our most important, along, in, along with roading. Uh, and roading, uh, as we know, we have a very, very sound model with the government. It's a, it's a co-partnership model. Uh, for example, in Hastings, we will invest $80 million in the next three years in our local roads, and the government, their contribution towards our local roads is $65 million. So it is a very good co-partnership, co-funded model, and and so there's so many other models that would be more suitable to deliver the three waters than being part of uh, one of four New Zealand entities Nobody knows who owns those entities, and we have some really big questions about affordability and delivery. Right. Thank you once again, Sandra, for addressing our audience today. Thank you, Rom. Wishing everybody who's listening today all the best for a fabulous 2022. I hope that everything goes well for a very, very happy new year to you all. Kia ora. And that applies from the President of Great Power Hastings. Happy New Year to you all, and we're looking forward to a COVID-free 2022.
This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.